Another vaccine trial has showed successful results, so markets are high on the hope that this whole chapter in our life will be over early next year. That's helped equities in the US and Europe, and today Australia can play catch-up, assuming the technology works. We'll also look at what Philip Lowe from the RBA was saying yesterday, ahead of today's RBA minutes. Europe struggling to get their recovery package over the line, and on Brexit Crunch Week, Boris now has to self-isolate. You couldn't make it up, could you? It's Tuesday, the 17th of November, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar is down a quarter percent on the DXY. The Aussie dollar is up around 0.6%. The Canadian dollar up 0.4%. Basically, the commodity currency is doing very well with oil up today, 2.8% for WTI, almost as much for Brent. So we've got the Norwegian krona lifted, lifting 1% today. US equities are up. We've got a 1.1% rise in the Dow. It did hit a record high in this session, 0.8% for the S&P 500, a third of a percent for the NASDAQ, 1.7% for the FTSE 100, and 1% for the US stocks 50. Uh, so there's a rally that Australia wasn't able to take part in uh, yesterday, but supposedly can from 10 o'clock this morning. We'll see on that. Uh, some movements in bond yields. 10-year Treasury yields bounced up to 0.93% before winding back to 0.9%, which is pretty much where they were yesterday. So all these moves, it's largely equities and currencies. And Rodrigo Cotrill is with me today. So look, more vaccine news. Moderna is going to take Pfizer's 90% efficacy and raise it to 94.5%. That's what their trials are showing. So, look, we've seen the response, haven't we? More rotations in in stocks. Forget about all the home tech stuff. It's biotech, airlines and banks. We've got Air, uh, United Airlines, for example, up more than uh, 5% today. And the Moderna share price, no surprise, up almost 9%. Uh, the <laughs> the ASX has got a bit of catching up to do this morning, hasn't it? <laughs> morning, Phil. Yes, uh, apparently the data issue has been resolved. So um, we should see the, the market open here uh, this morning. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, but, uh, but quite right, in terms of the, the broad improvement yep. in risk appetite, it's all about the vaccine. Um, and I suppose the, the interesting thing to me in, in particular is that the Moderna news um, is actually better than, than the Pfizer news because um, not only the Moderna um, from a sort of practicality point of view, the, the, the vaccine is a lot easier to, to deal with from a sort of logistic point of view. You don't need to freeze it. Yeah. You can keep it in the fridge. Yeah, so um, you could distribute and, uh, it with converted ice cream vans, was my thinking, actually, would be the uh, the way of doing it. Yes, that's right. So you don't need those special fridges. Um, and then the other thing is as well, when they dis- when they talked about the sort of severe cases, um, the Moderna uh, results, at least initially, proved to be more effective than, uh, than Pfizer's as well. So there's a lot of good news to, to in, in the detail of the report. Um, and I, I, the other kind of important thing as well, both Pfizer and, and Moderna are aiming to, to fast track this whole approval rating. So uh, for one, they expect that to have the, the, the exact number of infections um, so that they can put forward the, the case uh, for the regulators in the US. Um, they expect that to happen by the end of this month. And then the expectation as well is that if everything goes well and there's no sort of uh, adverse um, impact or results from from uh, the recovery, uh, then in two months' time after that, you, you could actually see the approval for for the for both of, of the vaccines to be distributed. So mm. that means that early next year, you could actually start seeing these these vaccines, uh, both of them, uh, being distributed at least for for those in the most in, in, most in need. So so it's really good news in that sense, and and that's what the market is doing: is pricing in all this positive news, and t- it essentially looks through all all the net 
the bad news that are coming from from the virus, in particular yeah. the U.S., the, the the huge number of infections and hospitalization as well. It has to be said that 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 is actually being trumped by by this great news from from the vaccine front. Yeah, and supposedly yeah, someone in in Biden's uh, team has, has basically said, yeah, well, we're not going for a lockdown. You know, they're with Donald Trump on that. But look, the small caps have been uh, doing particularly well. The Russell two th- uh, two hundred index is up two percent. Uh, a sharp rise after the latest vaccine news. Look, presumably this is going to be good for Australian companies as well, because you know education and tourism. If we can, if we can get those uh, rocking and rolling again fairly soon, then uh, you know the, the next year is looking a lot, perhaps a lot brighter than we thought it was going to be. Yes, absolutely. I mean, to, to some extent, you talked about this rotation, but to me, it's been this news has lifted all boats. Um, you know, but certainly the, the small caps uh, and the cyclical stocks are the ones doing better. But broadly speaking, you know, most stocks are doing well. Out, out of the three indices in the States, the NASDAQ is is growing slower than the others, I guess is the point. I yes, saying. yes, yes. But they're still growing. And so this basically everybody's doing well. But certainly this move has been led by those that have suffered the most in the past because of the virus. And now uh, we've seen an improvement. And that, that's a benefit, as you say, airlines and small stocks doing really well, which is now, great news. It is. Now, the RBA minutes are out this morning. Philip Lowe yesterday pretty much saying that the RBA didn't have any choice but to follow the pack. We've heard this before, haven't we, when it uh, when it comes to low rates in QE, because if, if yields get too high comparatively, then money's going to pile in, the Aussie dollar's going to go up, and he says that's going to make it harder to uh, to make the, the progress that's needed on jobs, uh, which explains, really, doesn't it, I guess, why the RBA is taking the, uh, the, the direction it's taking. No surprise there. And we get Guy DeBell from the RBA uh, perhaps he's going to have more to say on this because he's on a panel today talking about the evolution of FX benchmarks. Yeah, um, uh, so uh, I suppose the first thing to note about what the Governor Lowe was saying yesterday is again the reiteration of the emphasis from the RBA at the moment. It's all about the labour market and it's all about supporting the role that the fiscal expansion is doing in order for the yeah. recovery. So um, the, the RBA doesn't expect that unemployment rate to come down in a hurry. In fact, they expect it to to peak a little bit higher from current levels, around 8%, and then eventually slowly making its way down. Um, and, and it means that, you know, we need to expect, or we should expect uh, support from, from, the, from the central bank uh, to stay here for an extended period of time. Again, the emphasis on the labor market, not too much concern about inflation. And as you say, the other important takeaway, particularly bearing in mind what may happen over the next six months if bond yields start rising uh, because of the improvement from the vaccine, uh, news, then the RBA will probably make sure that our bonds will don't rise as much as, as others uh, around the, the globe. So, so that is an important takeaway because even if we are in a happy place next year with the economies recovering, the RBA will remain in the market and will keep make sure that those bond yields stay stay low for an extended period of time. But how important is it that the Aussie dollar stays low for us to see that job recovery, which is the, the point Philip Lowe is trying to make? Because, I mean, the NAB's expectation is that the Aussie dollar is going to continue to rise, isn't it? Yes. So, if anything, it, it's not so much about the RBA trying to, you know, lower the, the, the currency, but it's more about the RBA trying to prevent the currency from rising too much in an environment where the US dollar is expected to decline. Mm. So, we don't want to be the outperformers in that, in that sense. And two, the other thing is that as much as you 
help prevent that rise in the currency, even when you have an economy that is, you know, affected by, you know, the lack of tourism and export of education and so on, it still helps. And this is one of the points that RBA Kent made, made last week is that, you know, there's still a lot of benefit from uh, preventing the currency from rising because other sectors will still benefit uh, and it will still keep us competitive on a relative basis. Uh, if, if we hadn't done this, then there, be a, the, the currency will be a lot stronger and it will be a lot harder for us to, to compete. So uh, looking at the jobs, then we get the weekly payrolls numbers for Australia and the wages data today for the week ending uh, October the 31st. Last time, a couple of weeks before that, total wages were about 5% down on where they were in early March. Uh, but of course, they had recovered to the, to the full amount in mid-September. Then they started to go down again. So there's going to be quite a bit of interest, isn't there, in how wages and jobs are bouncing back or not, as the case may be. Yeah, that's quite right. So in terms of all these sort of labour market indicators, we, we've had quite a sort of mixed relation, sort of signals, if you like. As you say, the payroll numbers last in October, the last numbers fell. Um, the job ads bounced. So again, indicating that it's demand there for, uh, for jobs. Um, or rather supply. So um, the, the important thing will be not only what happens today, but also what happens later in the week in terms of the, the, the labor market data that we will get. But uh, um, there's a general sense that we should see an improvement in the data, particularly bearing in mind that all the lockdowns in, in Victoria and Melbourne in particular have been lifted. So that should be uh, provide a bit of a, an uplift in terms of the, the data that we expect now, today. In the States, the Empire State Manufacturing Survey uh, sort of fell quite a w- way below expectations, didn't it? Uh, 10.5 in October to 6.3 in November. So I think stalling uh, quite a bit in the United States, you think? I guess the the positive sign was the forward-looking conditions. Uh, That index rose from 32.8 to 33.9, and I suspect that was before we saw this positive vaccine news. So again, we're getting back to this case of, look, the the, the immediate future is not looking too great, but if we look through that and look beyond, there's there's room for optimism. Yes, um, but it does also emphasize that idea that Q3 was a nice sort of uh, recovery that uh, most economies have endured and enjoyed. Q4 is certainly looking very challenging, particularly for those economies that have faced a, a severe second or third wave of infection. Of course, the US is one of them. And if anything, that, that's what the data is telling us. The power manufacturing for November was expected to rise to 13.5 and it, it dropped to 6.3 or didn't rise as much as it at 6.3. So certainly a slowdown or losing the momentum of recovery is one of the themes that appears to be emerging the, in the US. Yeah. Um, and and that's certainly something that the, the Fed will be very, very concerned um, and, and related to even to the data that we expect today in retail sales, it's also expected to be weaker than, than September as well. But not in China. Uh, so the news was positive there, wasn't it? Industrial production, fixed asset investment. Well, retail sales were a bit softer than expected, but still up. So it's still a pretty rosy picture. It is a rosy picture in China, but one of the takeaways is that as much as China is the one that is recovering and leading this global rec- recovery, the consumer in China has certainly been lagged behind in, in terms of all of this. So it's just a reminder, particularly for those economies that are very consumer dependent, if you like, like the US, um, that if you don't have the support, um, then you, you know the, the consumer side will struggle and will lag behind, uh, and that will be an important thing to bear in mind. Now, can anything ever get done in Europe uh, when you've got so many people trying to <laughs> argue the case? That EU recovery package, they're still struggling to get it passed. Hungary and Poland 
continue to threaten to block it still over that conditionality over over the rule of law and yet you know there is hope isn't there? italian bonds have been rallying we've been seeing that over the last couple of weeks yields have uh, been sliding if the spread between uh, german bonds and italian bonds is narrowing that's been helped by talk of a further stimulus package but you know they've got to get over the line with the first one haven't they yeah and it is a bit of a contrast in terms of the news that we had last week that there appeared to have been an agreement in principle about the rule of law which is you know the big hungary and, and poland objection uh, and now the discussion was moving on to okay well what are we going to do with the money how are we going to distribute it who's going to get what um, but it, it seems to me at least that this looks to be part of the strategy from holland and poland i'm uh, sorry holland and hungary Poland and Hungary to, to sort of try to get as much as possible from, from the kitty in a sense, um, and which is typically the case of what we've seen when these negotiations occur uh, in Europe. So for now, the, the euro hasn't moved too much, so that tells me that the market is not too concerned about it, but it does mean that the wrangling is going to be part of the process and, you know, we shouldn't expect any outcome in, in a hurry. Yeah. The pound's down, of course. What does that tell us? It tells us absolutely nothing has happened on Brexit, except, in fact, Boris Johnson and a bunch of uh, other Conservative MPs have all been forced to self-isolate because there was an event at number 10 and someone was carrying the virus. So uh, all that's happening on Brexit Crunch Week. But other than that, we've heard nothing. So uh, perhaps we best to leave that there. Uh, later today, Japan gets October trade data and then later on uh, US retail sales that you've already mentioned and, uh, and industrial production as well plus the uh, NAHB housing market index. There's a few numbers out today. Yes, there's a huge numbers. Uh, the trade stuff in Japan will be interesting because, again, the external side was the one that was performing well in, in Japan. And the peers that, again, we're losing a bit of momentum in there, so that will be of some interest. And as I mentioned, the, the, the economic data in the U.S. retail sales will be super important. And at the moment, expectations are for a slowdown of that improvement that we saw in September. Uh, and the housing market has been doing and performing well. So uh, it remains to be seen whether that stays the case um, this time as well. I, but, you know... I- irrespective of what the numbers tell us today i guess you know the one thing we're looking at is the timetable isn't it for those vaccines how quickly are they going to get out there yeah that's right so in terms of what we learned from five and now from moderna is that these studies the final numbers of these studies should be expected by the end of the month so that's two weeks time or so and then if that is confirmed then we know that in two two months time we may well be you know having news about vaccine being distributed so that's really good absolutely merry christmas (laughs) Uh, good to talk rodrigo catch you again very soon thanks bill talk soon Yes. Maybe the uh, the Triple M Black Thunders, are they still going? Uh, maybe they could distribute it. They're used to giving out icy cans of Coke. Maybe the icy uh, vaccine they could be handing out. Uh, just a thought. That's it for today. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.